Thank you, Tom. What a joy. Betty Jane and I love our church, love to worship, and get a blessing every time we are there. We, we're wonderful to see the new people showing up. After the pandemic, we kind of lost track of who was, was ours and who wasn't. And when we came back and saw all the people God had added to us, what a wonderful treat. What a blessing it was this morning in the church to uh, uh, receive that word from Chuck Garriott. Mm -hmm. It was a good illustration of embodying your theme in the midst of the sermon. It was about humility. And have you ever heard a more humble sermon in terms of just the way he put things and never putting himself in, in the light, but always others and Christ. Marvelous message, I thought. Thank God for that. And Lord Jesus, that is your word. We pray for the illumination of the Holy Spirit upon it as we seek together for this meditation. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I read the scripture that I want to speak about tonight. Uh, I, I want to speak a little bit about Sunday and how to use it for your edification. It's a day, as you know, to, for us to grow in holiness and knowledge. But sometimes the whole day can slip away. And at the end, we haven't had any real sense of growth in those areas. The key is, I think, for me at least, is in that word in the fourth commandment, pause or stop. In other words, when we stop the things we had to do to make Sunday uh, possible, we all have some works of necessity or mercy. But when we complete those and we stop that other activity, there's a vacancy right there in front of us. We, now what do we do if we don't do our normal or usual activities? Well, that vacancy has a purpose. That's the, uh, the empty place that the Holy Spirit brings fresh holiness and fresh knowledge to us. So we wait quietly upon him and let him guide us into scripture reading or prayer or other reading that's important. Let the Holy Spirit guide your thinking after you hit that stop button. What happens after that is what develops holiness, knowledge, joy, and comfort in the believer. So be sure you hit the stop button at some place and be sure you pick up right after that in a whole new mode of uh, Sabbath observance. Anyway, that uh, empty place that you come to after you say stop is called the second Sabbath because that's where the real pay payoff and the pay dirt, so to speak, is. It's after you hit the stop button. So be sure to use that for your edification. But now I wanna go to every day activities that we as believers could use. And for my scripture, I want to read from uh, 
Romans chapter 8, beginning at um, chapter, verse 7, going down through verse 13. The mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And it's that 13th verse that I want to try to um, expand upon a bit, that hopefully to the edification of all of you, dear brothers and sisters. What this is calling us to is putting to death the deeds of the body. Now, the earlier commentators and writers on scripture and even the translators of the King James Version have put to death, they call it mortify, which we, that's an old fashioned word we don't use much anymore. And this version that I have, the English Standard Version, calls it put to death. It's the same meaning. It doesn't mean you kill the thing. Mortify means you almost kill it, <laughs> but it ain't quite dead yet and it doesn't go dead. So there's a difference between killing and mortifying. Now, these deeds of the body that we're going to speak about in a minute, um, you can't kill in this life. Only when uh, you are called by Christ uh, to be uh, passed away and into his presence, then these sins that we're going to speak about, then they are dead in you, but not until. I heard a past one minister said, don't trust me until I've been in the grave three days. Well, <laughs> that's a little something, but he, he had the point that you don't kill these things in this life. And that's what uh, the, in, when, when the Lord Jesus removes our sin from us at death, that's a way, day of great rejoicing, but it's not coming until then. Meanwhile, we have to render these deeds of the body, I'll use another old-fashioned English word, moribund. Moribund means almost dead, but not quite dead. And for example, you might have a, a, a wild animal in a cage in your basement, and you have a choice. You either feed fresh meat to him, and he gets stronger and stronger until he breaks out, 
or you give him nothing. He has to live on any little spiders he can find down there. He grows weaker and weaker. He's not dead, but he can't do much harm either. So that's the state we want these deeds of the body to reach. And the process is a daily obligation of the believer. This verse for 13 is for all of us. If by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now, notice that the spirit comes first. If by the spirit, this is not a Herculean task that we somehow summon up all the the courage we have and the resolution and perseverance, we're gonna, we're gonna kill these. No, it's not that. It's a spiritual thing. It's what we call in theology a synergism. There are monergisms where God alone is at work, but there are synergisms where the believer and God work together for the sanctification of the believer. And this is one of those synergisms. In other words, you're enabled to do this activity by the spirit and assisted, but you have a part in it and so do I. So what are these deeds of the body that need to be mortified, uh, rendered moribund, put to almost put to death in you? They're not the deeds of the natural body, the physical body. That's the mistake that the monks made in the Middle Ages. They flagellated themselves. They starved themselves. They spent a month up on top of a tower someplace in fasting. They were trying to tame the desires of the body by attacking the physical body. And that isn't what is meant here. The deeds of the body are the... um, the the product of the old nature in us. It's the old man, the corrupt man that we have thrown off when we come to Christ. As you know, when the believer, when the Christian uh, is saved, born again, he's given a new nature. It's called in scripture a divine nature. But it has a defect, not a perfect nature. And that defect is left there by God. It's called remaining sin or indwelling sin. Even when we've been cleansed and given a new nature, a new heart, new mind, praise God, there is that defect. When we get to heaven, we can ask the Lord, why did you leave that defect? And uh, we all might have some reasons, but, but we don't, that's not up to us to decide. It is there. And that's what the deeds of the body represent, the desires and longings of the old nature that's still in us, even after we're saved. What are some of those? Well, it could be envying, could be even lusting in a sexual way, could be evil imaginations, it could be wrong wrong responses to offenses. Somebody offends you and you let the old nature 
a real, you write that person off. I'm not going to have anything to do with him anymore. He offended me. That's the old nature. The new nature is forgiveness, as you know. So you see, these deeds of the body, they're very real and they're very active. And they are insistent to try to stay alive and active. And the task of the believer is to mortify, render these things as good as dead. They can't go to dead, but they can become almost dead. The word is moribund. If by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now, there is there a kind of a, a built-in promise. And the promise is, if you do this, I'll do that. If you do your part in seeking to put these thoughts to death, the moment the thought of envy or selfishness or lust appeals to you, in that moment, you ask the Holy Spirit to help you put that to death. Lord, that's not me. That's not my new nature. I'm. I, that's not my best self. That's not Christ in me. That's not God honoring. Get rid of that temptation or that envy or that selfishness or greed or whatever it might be. This is the daily obligation of the believer to mortify these remnants of the old nature that are still active in us. And they will be and will pester us all the way to the grave. But now we ought to be careful how to interpret this because you could get the wrong idea. It is if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. What is that living? That's very important that we get that right. This is not the way to eternal life. That way comes through repentance and faith and the new birth, right? That's the way we find eternal life. We don't find it by mortifying the deeds of the body. But we find something very wonderful. He said, you will live. What he means is that your Christian life is going to take a new vitality, a new vigor, a new comfort, a new joy. Your Christian life may have been ho-hum kind of, and you might have sort of had a Christian life in a rather depressed mood. I have Christian friends and family. They are not enjoying, they would say, yes, I'm a born again believer, but they don't have any joy or peace that you can see. They complain when illness comes at the end of the world and so on. And so they're Christian. Yes, they, they're going to heaven, but they're not enjoying the day-by-day -day Christian life the way God wants us to enjoy it. And the way to do that is to daily obligate yourself to put these remnants of our sinful nature to death over and over every day. And the promises, when God makes a promise, he keeps it. He says, if you do this by the assistance and moving of the Holy Spirit, you will live. That is, you'll start to really live as a Christian. You'll have a new joy and spring in your step. And you get up in the morning, you'll be praising God. And you'll refuse to let things get you down. 
your motto will be, let not your heart be troubled. Uh, uh, what I, that's the way God wants us to live. So uh, I don't know, Tom, whether you allow questions and answers in this segment of the evening. But if, if that is in order, I would try to respond to, to anybody who might have a might have a problem or a misunderstanding and let me clarify it. Are well, you I, with me, Tom? Yes, I think that would be a marvelous idea. Okay. So is the microphone open then to anybody who might want to? Uh, it is. Yeah. It, okay. And I'll be able to hear your question, right? Maybe no questions, and that's all right. So, Glenn, this is Cliff. I uh, Maybe not so much of a question, but I want to thank you for expanding on that verse. Uh, by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So um, I guess I hadn't really thought about it quite in that way. I guess I was thinking more of the eternal life, but you've really expanded. And I think it seems like you've tied it in with Jesus' words that I might I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. So wow, I think you're, yes. I think you're, I think you're, you're expanding on the abundant life that we're to have um, and not so much our eternal security. You got it. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. I appreciate it. And if any, take one more question. I don't want to cut into the prayer time, but uh Otherwise, let's have prayer and ask God to help us with this, this discipline. It is a kind of a daily discipline. It's a moment by moment. And you know where I especially try to cultivate this is uh, in a nocturnal prayer time. All of us need a period of solitude in our day. And if you can't find it during the day, I get up at night so I can have... Uh, uh, half hour, maybe a little more if I can, of solitude. And in that solitude, I'll ask God, are these deeds of the body, where are they getting at me? Where do I need to swat them down dead almost? <laughs> it's in the night hours in the solitude that he can show us where we, that helps me. Now that may not help you, but that's a help to me. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for the word of God so rich and so helpful to us and for the illuminating work of the Holy Spirit. We couldn't get the meaning out of this to first base if we didn't have the blessed Holy Spirit illuminating. In Jesus' name, help us, Lord, to put to death the deeds of the body. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Glenn. That, that would be a good verse to memorize and meditate on.